wonderful lot. Welcome to a new episode of The Independent Spouse. This week, I've been talking to founder of Your North and RAF veteran, Kelly Farr. Before we get stuck into the episode, I should tell you about the wonderful sponsors of this series, the Royal British Legion. The RBL offer all members of our armed forces community support, but they also understand that sometimes what's needed is a little bit of advice. Whether it's recommending specialised services, advice on housing, finances or employment, they've got your back. Just search for the Royal British Legion online. Your North launched in 2020 mid-pandemic and now delivers accredited mental health training courses, wellbeing workshops and personal development coaching to everyone. The husband and wife team, who are both RAF veterans and therefore also military partners, have a special insight to the military life. So this episode is full of handy tips for business and self-care for everyone in the armed forces community. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello Kelly, it's so nice to talk to you today. Hi Jess, lovely to finally chat with you after about all this time. For anybody who hasn't met you yet, could you please introduce yourself and what you do? So I'm Kelly Farr and alongside my husband Jamie, we are the founders of Your North and we are a mental wellbeing training coaching company. I've been looking at your lovely website and doing some research about you for this podcast Mm -hmm. and you talk about first aid for mental health. Mm -hmm. Now for me, when I think of first aid, I think of something physical and yet when I think of mental health, I think of something internal. So how does that work? How do you do first aid for mental health? So first aid for mental health or mental health first aid, however you want to call it, is basically understanding mental health conditions, understanding spotting the signs and symptoms of these conditions in yourself and other people, and then implementing like an action plan of what to do in the event of yourself or somebody having a mental health condition. So knowing where to signpost for professional help. Because that's the real kind of crux of it, isn't it? Because we all know that we can feel a bit grotty sometimes. And it's that balance between feeling grotty and having a bad day and then genuinely being concerned about something being wrong or perhaps needing more support. How do you know and at what point does it turn into something where you start to need to look for help? You know yourself better than anybody else and you know when you don't feel like you normally do. So I would say speak to somebody, even if it's a partner, a friend, colleague anybody and just said you know I'm, I'm actually feeling a bit rubbish and this has gone on for quite some time you know I'm not sleeping now I'm off my food I'm feeling numb I'm feeling emotionless if you start feeling different to how you usually feel against your current norm then speak to somebody even if it's that day you've got gosh I've woken up today and I feel like a completely different person what what is this how am I feeling because we all know how it's the phrase it's okay not to be okay and we get that and it's a big social media campaign and it's like okay It's okay, I don't feel okay, but there's no handy hashtag for what you do next. So what would you suggest to do? Talk, 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 definitely. Talk to a GP or a healthcare professional. If you don't feel comfortable going and speaking with somebody, there's so many helplines out there where you can go to for help. Samaritans, Papyrus, Combat Stress. There's so many organisations that you can call to talk to somebody in confidence about how you feel. And within the military community, because we know there's an awful lot provided for us, but it can be a little bit overwhelming. Is it just the case of popping it into Google and hoping for the best? 
Google's amazing and there's so many organizations out there, like you've said, but it can be really overwhelming. And this is the feedback I get when I deliver my mental health and wellbeing courses is there's so much information out there. People put it into Google and then they don't ring anybody because there's so much out there. So what I would advise to do is do a little bit of research like now, you know, while you're in a good state of mind and have those numbers ready for if you do need them in the future for yourself or somebody else. It's not like a mad Google search. You've actually got these numbers ready that you can call and, and talk to somebody. And do you think there's a location issue? Because I know that in the past, if I've felt a bit down, I my mum recently died, so there's been a problem around grief. And because I've moved house, what feels like every 10 minutes for the last so many years, it's really hard to find out the location that I live in and who can support me. So would you suggest to go to somewhere bigger, like the mental Samaritans, who are then signpost you on? It depends on how you were feeling at that very moment when you were looking for that help or that support. Because like I say, you don't necessarily want to be trolling Google. If you know that you can ring Samaritans and you can speak about how you feel there and then, and you know you will be listened to, then yeah, I'd say go for the big organisations. But I would definitely advise for everybody to get a list together of helplines that you can access as and when you need them. And there's a lot of talk about veterans and the mental health support for them, because quite rightly, they may need it. But there's very little mentioned about families, or if it is, it's kind of hidden behind the veterans tag. And I think we can all have access to this. But I think it's really important that we sort of flag this now and say that a lot of the support that's out there for veterans, we can access as part of the armed force community. And also there's a lot of support out there for serving personnel that doesn't go through chain of command which is really important. So I think that's worth kind of discussing. Is that something that you do at your north? We don't deal with many um, serving personnel because I know there's a lot of mental health training already being given to the military community. But yeah, we, we encourage on our courses for spouses to come along, older children, family members, basically anybody within the support network to come along and get educated as much as they can to help themselves and help a loved one. You know, we work as a team. I interviewed somebody in the, I think it was the last series or the series before, who had had 17 house moves in 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And I think I'm doing well. And I asked her separately, you know, what is the key to it? What is the key to coping or making the best out of military life? Mm. She says to recognize that you and your partner are a team and to look after each other because that is the only constant. And it works both ways. You're there yeah. to support your serving person in the same way that they can support you. So um, why not take advantage of this? Absolutely. Which brings me to the question about working with your husband. So you started your business. You both left the Air Force and you started your North. Does that mean you spend every day with your husband at work? <laughs> no, so we kind of job share. We're actually very really together in the day because we've got a baby. So we've got a little 23-month-old. So we kind of tag team work. So if one's at work, the other one's home with the baby. So we don't actually spend that much time together. Some people cringe when we're like a husband and wife team. And some people are like, oh, that's so amazing. But we are so different. For anybody that knows Jamie and I, we are like chalk and cheese. He's really measured and big picture, whereas I'm like a little bit more full on and detail. So we just complement one another really well. Because as much as I love my husband... <laughs> 
we are also very different and I don't know how well we'd work together you know he is very much um air force and he goes off and does his deployments mm. and I do my thing and we're very independent so maybe mm. that's the secret to it job sharing well that Jamie and I are both independent too and I think the fact that we were both in the air force together and our last post in the last five years we were together in that post in and we started doing delivery of courses together before we left the air force so we kind of had a trial run is this going to work and it did it worked really well so we were like let's go for it Perfect. And you've been trading for over a year now. Happy birthday. The first year in business is the toughest. I always say to people, if you can get through that, then the rest of it is a breeze, quite frankly. And because so many businesses fail in their first year, it is crazy. But you have made it. Huge congratulations. What are the best tips that you've picked up over the first year that you want to share with us? Okay, so it has been an absolutely bonkers. Like you say, first year in business is crazy anyway. But we launched as the world went into chaos last year. So as a face-to-face training company, launching during a lockdown, we were like, oh my word, what are we doing? Should Jamie stay in the Air Force? Because I'd already left at this point. Did Jamie come out and get a job? Because we had a six-month-old and an 11-year-old being homeschooled as well at the time. So it was just absolutely frantic. And we were like, no, do you know what? We've got a really great business idea here. This will work. How can we make this work? So we kind of went back to the drawing board, revisited our company values, which are integrity, curiosity, and adaptability. And we said, right, let's put our money where our mouth is. What can we do now to not just survive, but thrive in business? So we took our training online. The whole summer last year, I spent a lot of time on social media, like building loads of brand awareness and trust. And I spent loads of time on Twitter. And we did more than okay, because we've come out of it in a really good place. But something really interesting that happened throughout the pandemic, the majority of people that contacted us for training, support or signposting were from the veteran community because Jamie and I are veterans and we're putting ourselves out in like loads of veteran groups and did loads of networking. So we were like, right, okay, what can we do for this community? Because there's clearly a demand for what we offer within the veteran community and the armed forces community as a whole. So we brought our plans forward a few years and we set up a social enterprise to offer our services for free to the veteran community, including their families. Yeah, so in September last year, we put the wheels in motion to set up Your North Veteran Support CIC. And we finally incorporated in April this year and now we're good to go. So yes, it's been a busy time. Brilliant. And what sort of support do you offer veterans and family members? So all of the training that we offer for Your North Limited, so our first stage of mental health, safeguarding, well-being courses, personal development coaching, basically our two companies run side by side. All of the services that we offer for our CIC are free at the point of attendance for veterans and their families. Perfect. And serving families too? Yes. Perfect. Because that's the confusing thing. There's lots of veterans and families, and I think it means and families as well but I always have to it's like a little placard I have we set it up initially to support the veteran community and then we were like the armed forces community is our whole family we've put funded applications in to run projects for service children in schools we are going into a prison soon to work with the veterans wing in a local prison there's loads going on there's loads going on for us for the armed forces community And I love your take on personal development. I think that's really interesting as part of mental health support and mental wellness support, we should probably be calling it. And you talk a lot about the importance of self-care, but military life is busy. 
real life is busy away from military life. We, some of us have businesses, a lot of us have children. We've got social media pinging at us every day. For me, self-care is the one thing that always drops off the to-do list and I can go weeks without doing the things I'm probably meant to do to keep me on top form. It's really important. We all know how important it is, but we still don't quite do it. Do you have any tips or any of the best ways to make self-care a top priority? Yeah, absolutely. So we've all got the same 24 hours in our day, but like you quite rightly say, we've all got different stresses and responsibilities and things that we are dealing with day to day. But we are the most important person in our world because if we are not operating at capacity, then other things fall by the wayside, especially in military families, especially with like husbands and wives being deployed. And then all of a sudden you're a lone parent and you've got extra responsibilities. That is even more important that you look after yourself. Now, self-care, I think self-care gets a bit of a bad rap because people think, oh, it's just like a pedicure and some chocolate cake or a day in spa. It's not. Self-care can be ugly. Self-care can be doing all of the things that you need to do that you are putting off. For example, financial self-care. How easy is it when you are getting into a debt to put your head in the sand and go, I'll sort that later, I'll sort that later. But then that's a massive knock-on effect with, am I going to lose my house? Can I feed my children? And all of these other factors, you know, around finances. So sometimes we've got to go, right, okay, I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to put this in place. You know, emotional self-care, asking for help. That's emotional self-care. Journaling about how you feel. Like I say, it's not all like pedicures and glasses of wine as wonderful as those are they are in short-term gratification fixes some things that we think are self-care can actually be detrimental if we do them in excess so it's just being mindful mindful of what we need and if we ever get to the point that our heads are in the sand Mm -hmm. we know that we should be journaling or looking after ourselves or doing those financial things all those all those bits of self-care that we know we can do and yet we just can't get out of bed or see the next move and we're just sort of bimbling through life surviving what would you suggest to be the next step one baby step at a time if you feel like you can't get out of bed just sit up once you've sat up swing your legs off the bed once you swung your legs off the bed put your feet on the floor it's all about one step at a time because sometimes when we've got the example you've used of don't want to get out of bed. When we think about, oh, as soon as I get out of bed, I've got this to do, I've got that to do, I've got that to do, I've got this to do. And then I've got that to do and that to do. It can be so overwhelming that we don't do anything at all. Whereas if we focus on that one next step, whatever that one next step is, and then the next step, and then the next step, then you know it's so much more manageable then for, for us to be able to go, I can actually do this. I can cope with that. Perfect. That is good because it is, it's so overwhelming. And maybe giving ourselves a a little break and being a little bit kinder to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of pressure on us to set goals and achieve this. And especially with social media, you know, that's one of the worst things for our mental wellbeing because comparison is the thief of joy. And we see people doing all of this stuff and, and having all of these wonderful things when that's not achievable for everybody. And if all you do one day is get dressed, then I'm proud of you. Quite right too. I like that. And we should celebrate that and stop. Yeah, maybe look at social media with a slightly less sort of filter on it and try and look behind the backgrounds and maybe not believe everything everybody says. Because I bet they're equally as challenged as we are and probably struggling with their own things as well. Thank you so much, Kelly. I think we're kind of reaching the end. But before we go, if I wanted to find out more about your North or if I wanted to approach you for some help or if I wanted to support your amazing business or your CIC, how can I find you? 
Oh, Brel. So my website is www.yournorth.co.uk and my social media handles are at yournorthuk and at yournorthcic. Brilliant. And before we go, is there anything else you want to add? Well, I'd just like to say thank you, first of all, for inviting me on the podcast today. And, and you asked me a question earlier about my hints and tips for people starting out in business. And I went completely off on a tangent and didn't answer that. So I would say collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Do you know, there's a, there's a little bit of this is my train set. But you know what? The more you speak with people about what you're doing, you'll be surprised how many people want to get on board and can offer a fresh perspective to your business, definitely. I reached out on your fabulous Facebook group last year when I was running a competition and I was inundated with spouses and veteran-owned businesses who wanted to collaborate. And I think there was about 12 of us in the end just did this big competition together and it was amazing. And I've made friends from that, you know, people that I hadn't even spoken to before. So there's so much support out there. Ask. Definitely, because the military community, honestly, there's thousands of us now who are great at what they do. Mm. And why not tap into that? Because we know what it's like in this community. We all want to help each other. Mm -hmm. So take advantage of that. And yeah, come and join the Millsboro group and ask us about business because we're desperate to share it with you. And help Mm -hmm. you. Kelly, it's so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for letting me quiz you about mental health. You too, you're welcome. I know that it will definitely make a difference to a lot of people. And hopefully everybody knows where to reach out. So Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Oh, a huge thank you to Kelly. Um, Do go and check out all of those brilliant resources that she recommended. I know they will help you no end. So that's it from me for today. And thank you so much for listening along and for all of your wonderful feedback. Um, I'm just really happy to hear how much you're enjoying listening to these um, just as much as I am enjoying creating them. I will, of course, be back next week with another inspiring episode. So I shall see you then.